Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. You are now listening to the War Report Podcast Network. What is up, everybody? Welcome back to the College Loop Podcast, episode 130 of the College Loop Podcast. I'm Dylan Lark at your boy Tank on Twitter slash X, whatever you want to call it. And I'm, of course, here joined the day, Mr. Harrison Tard. Tard, how you doing, buddy? 130 episodes at the College Loop, man. That's a lot of shows. That's a lot of time we spent together. We're we're a month away from a year. I know, man. A month That's and a, month and a couple weeks. That is super, super crazy. Yeah, I'm, I'm happy to be here talking ball with you. Um, did want to address a couple things, uh, housekeeping before we get rolling, and uh, wanted to wish Daniel Locke all the best. Uh, he's decided he's going to step away and focus on his studies and uh, his pursuit of his career. We sincerely appreciate Daniel for everything that he's done here at the College Loop. We're going to miss him. I know you guys are going to miss him. And uh, he'll still be around in the Twitter space. I'm sure he'll pop back on a stream here and there. But he's going to go uh, focus on his his pursuit of, of working as an unbiased journalist, uh, which we may lean one way just a little bit. Uh, Dylan might, might bug every now and again. And also focus on his studies as he closes out his junior year, or first semester of his junior year at Auburn University. Wishing him all the best. A big war eagle to him. And a big thank you for all of his efforts. But... That I have always, never I have never booged in my entire life. Yeah, I, what are you talking about? You only book on days that end in Y, and that's okay. We we love you for that, it. Those are very choice days. That's right. You know, that's right. Very only, only seven out of the seven days of the weekend. That, that's in right. That's right. You also didn't. new hat alert. By the way, I saw. I peeped. Looks very clean, very crisp, and it looks like you're ready to talk some Auburn ball as we recap everything that went down um, this past weekend in Auburn athletics. My apologies. Sorry, I was getting a quick phone call from Miss Abigail Lafamina. Tell her on the on the show will be good. Uh, let's let's go back and give our grades from the Arkansas. I like this word shellacking uh, that you that you used. It's a real word. It is. That was a great word. Um, it's one of the best, like I, I think, adjectives in terms of ass whooping um, that you can come up with. Auburn's absolute beatdown of of Arkansas, forty eight ten. And I know that I was unable to make the live stream. Don't thank you for holding that one down. Appreciate you big no, time. I appreciate everybody else for coming out. We have 500 views on that right now. So yes, big, big shout out to all of y'all for big checking out. Big shout out to you guys for for being absolute. Absolute dogs and being so supportive and being the best listeners in all of college athletic podcast universe. Uh, I know I wasn't here to give my thoughts. I just wanted to give a couple of rundowns just to be completely transparent, folks. I was only able to watch the third and fourth quarter on TV. I did listen to Andy Burcham um, on the on the first and for the first and second quarter. And I'll be honest with you guys, if you're not already listening to the Auburn broadcast and just turning down your TV, um, unless you, this an Auburn game gets called by Kirk. There's no reason um, to, to tune in, especially if like RG3 or Aaron Murray's on the broadcast. Just flip it over to 
flip it over to the to the Auburn broadcast and listen to Andy Burcham absolutely make you feel better about everything going on. And Andy was fired up as he should be after after Saturday or throughout the game on Saturday. I just want to give a couple of thought, my thoughts super, super quickly, and then we'll go into our grades, Dylan. Uh, first and foremost, I mean, this offense has an identity. We saw four quarters of it. Hi, hello, waiting for this, been waiting for this for a very long time. Happening at the right time. Peyton Thorne looked comfortable, man. I mean, he he looked like a good, competent quarterback. Uh, 12 of 20 on, on his completions. And, you know, Q Freeze mentioned a couple weeks ago, there's not exactly a, a wheelhouse number that they feel like they have to attempt. Uh, there's no set number of attempts that they feel like they have to, to, to try to execute throughout a game. So 12 of 20 for 163 yards, three tutties to an interception. Uh, and, of course, the one long ball and only taking one sack against uh, against this Arkansas defense, which is something that we were very interested to keep an eye out for. And then you flip on the other side of the ball, and, I mean, it feels like <laughs> every time you turn around, KG Jefferson was on his butt. And that really speaks to a testament of, of that uh, Roberts defense um, and, and, you know, actually looking like the unit that we know that they can be and, and that they have been throughout this year. Um, I was blown away by the quick, fast start. I mean, shout out Keontae Scott for the for the house house call. On the on the punt return, which by the way, I know you know gassing up Andy Burcham for, with good reason. Uh, if you've not heard Andy Burcham's call of that, oh my god, it was so fun. I was I was sitting in traffic in Clemson, South Carolina, and I was fired up at, at a red light with just no no moving cars, and uh, that was absolute an absolute electric factory. This team, I mean, dude, we were talking about can Auburn get the job done uh, on on the ground, and I think there was a net 354 rushing yards. <laughs> I mean, Jarquez Hunter at 109, Peyton Thorne, uh, net of 88, Damari Alston, 64, Ryan Batee, 42, Robbie Ashford, 32, and then, you know, Jeremiah Cobb got his his touches in, grabbed 19. I mean, this team looked like a unit, man. This this is a group that looked like they were peaking at the right time. Granted, you've got to, and we'll talk about it in a minute, about, you know, making sure you build that momentum going into New Mexico State and coming out of New Mexico State. But this is the best – that Auburn team that we saw play on Saturday, I know they played a stinky Arkansas team. And, I mean, they read. They are bad. Um, I saw a kind of all over the Twitterverse, all over the message boards, and a lot of people are kind of at the consensus, and I agree. That Auburn team that showed up on Saturday could play football with just about anybody. Uh, and, and and I truly believe that. And, and, you know, they've got to show up and do the same damn thing on Saturday, uh, this Saturday against New Mexico State and what a lot of people are going to be, you know, if that's the weekend that your wife wants to go do apple picking, it's probably the weekend to do it, right? But still, very important game. Yeah, Dylan's shaking his head no because fall uh, activities are reserved for football. But that's the game that people are overlooking a little bit, and, you know, it's easy to do so if you're within that Auburn program because you want to consolidate your offensive playbook, yada, yada, yada. I get it. But they need to go in and do the same thing because this team, Dylan, is peaking at the right time. And you had a rough stretch, and then you did exactly what the doctor ordered coming down this – Easier slate of games and, and imposed your will. I'm, I'm, I know that you. I'm, I'm rambling, so I'm gonna let you go. Uh, but I was thoroughly impressed, and that's gonna translate in my grades. Yeah, because I mean, I, I think I talked about it a little bit on the live stream. My only negative that I took from this show, uh, from this uh, showcase of Auburn football, was uh, the couple of blind throws uh, from Peyton Thorne uh, early on. Uh, they were fixed shortly after, but uh, one of them were was a pick. The other one got very lucky. It was not picked. Uh, and then Camden Brown uh, just looked bad, uh, especially from a guy that we were very hyped about. Uh, just have not, have, he hasn't gotten going all season long, uh, so it really sucks for him in that case. But overall, I just think that if if, I, if that's the only negative I'm taking from this game, you can live with it. I, I am nitpicking. We have a wide receiver who didn't get a single catch because he had a couple of drops, and we had one bad throw not go our quarterback's way. That that's about as 
negative as I can get about the starters playing in this game uh, when they when they did. And Auburn just coming out and just shellacking Arkansas. You got to keep it up. Uh, you have the momentum going into this this week. You are, I mean, ESPN FPI ranked this team at twenty five. A, a four-loss team got ranked in the ESPN FBI, which, I mean, not saying that ESPN FBI is, like, the perfect, perfect like, purse, but I, I think that they're the best uh, system at ranking Auburn after the Arkansas game. Correct, absolutely, and we've always said that. Exactly. Yeah, yeah, we've, we've always said that. The, the ESPN FBI is the most accurate statement of where Auburn stacks up nationally, especially after a win at Arkansas and the ranking as of November 13th, and when this is being recorded in the year of our Lord 2023. And, and it's worth mentioning, Jalen McLeod, this is the healthiest this team has been all season long. Jalen McLeod came out three sacks, four TFLs. I swear he got it. He didn't get a pass deflection. I swear he got a pass deflection. That stat line is drunk. I mean, it nine, is nine tackles. Unreal. Have a game. Have a game, dude. Like, I, ha- I have a week. SEC yeah. Defensive Player of the Week. I know. I I was just kind of congratulating, but yes, have a week. SEC Defensive Player of the Week. You're absolutely right. Uh, that, what 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 a game from this from this Auburn defense as a whole, man. I mean, they held Arkansas to 255 yards total offense over four quarters, and and limited. Uh, well, I have to look through the air in a second, but KJ uh, 116 and 50 on the ground. Yeah, I, I've got. That's where you're I've going. Got, I've got 135 through the air for Arkansas and 120 out of, per the box. I was accounting there whenever they put their backup quarterback in. Yeah, well, that, that still counts. 135 through the air and 120 on the ground. I mean, come on now. Come on now. I mean, this, this what, what an effort all around. And and I'll tell you what, the doctor ordered this. The doctor also ordered you go in, you thump New Mexico State on Saturday. And we'll talk about that here in a second. I so will keep say. Keep it rolling. We, I, I don't want to hear anybody saying I know you said it. I don't want anybody calling this Arkansas team bad team. We went into this week saying this team is better than the record says. Yes, and then and Auburn went in. Yeah, and Auburn went in just absolutely demolishing. I just want to put that out there before we started saying stuff like that. Like that's not that's not demote the win. Quite no, don't, I'm not taking anything away from the win. You, if you beat a team in the SEC for uh, at, at, at this at this level at 48 10, and you you put that put an ass whooping on them like that in the SEC on the road, that is not easy ever. It, it's and and Hugh Freeze mentioned it in his press conference today, which we'll talk about here in a moment. But it, it is hard to go on the road and dump teams. It is hard to thump teams in this league regardless. And, and you went on the road and you dropped 48 on this Arkansas team and and capitalized on pretty much every opportunity you were given. Yeah, I mean, there's there's not a lot of complaints on my end. And let's see if that translates over into our grades as we give out our final concluding remarks about the Auburn victory 48-10 over Arkansas on the road. Second of four straight 3 p.m. games or third of four straight 3 p.m. games. No, this me. is this is the this is the uh, New Mexico State is the third in a row. So second of three straight 3 yep. p.m. game, 3 p.m. game. And we are pl- currently planning a lightning strike to hit to actually push the Iron Bowl back 30 back minutes to the three o'clock. Yes, everyone knows that Auburn in the last two weeks has been the greatest three o'clock team to ever be watched, wearing orange and blue um, on SEC Network. That's just a fact. And CBS. And CBS, for that matter. Um, more to so, that in a second. <laughs> yeah, more more on that later. Stay tuned. <laughs> stay tuned for the live update at six. Stay Anyways. in the loop. <laughs> stay in the loop, Dylan. I'll let you start with your grades, and then I'll give mine, and we're going to roll into talking a little bit about the Hugh Freeze presser before we talk about New Mexico State and beyond. Yeah, uh, these are probably the highest grades you're ever going to get 
out of me talking about this football team, especially from what we've seen. Sure. Uh, offense, I gave him an A. Uh, I, I was pondering an A+. Plus. Uh, a couple of things I would like to see more. Less turnovers, uh, just both of them. Robbie Ashford's pick got away from him. He just kind of threw behind the receiver. Uh, Peyton Thorne threw blind. Uh, stuff he's got to clean up. Uh, so, And it's still an A. So take the A while you can get it. Uh, defense, I mean, yeah, plus <laughs> there's this defense did no wrong. I mean, you kind of gave up a, a garbage time touchdown. I'm not going to dock points for garbage time points. No, you still beat them by 38. Uh, Jalen McLeod, SC play, defensive player of the week. I mean, Kansas got one player of the week as well for special teams, but he still deserves it. Marcus Harris, Caleb Wooden. Getting fumble recoveries. If Caleb Wooden was just a little bit faster, yeah, would have, got a, would have been a scoop and score. But you can't complain that much. Eugene Asante playing lights out. Marcus Harris playing lights out. Keldrick Falk had a nice little drive, first drive of the game where his name was called, I believe, two times in a row. And I can't forget. It's his only stat of the day. But KM Lee's PBU. Yes. Which they almost called PI. And look back, and it was just perfect yes could not describe it. that is textbook pass deflection right there from k and lee and why he is only going to be playing two more seasons here at all at right all. sadly sadly unless we can find a way to keep him here for a senior year but yeah defense a plus and that kind of just rounds out to an a you know i'm, I'm with you i'm gonna go a and a on offense i mean i mean come on man 517 yards i'm only docking you because of the turnovers I'm legitimately only docking you because of the turnovers. 517 yards total offense. And and I know we're going to talk about Jarquez here in a minute, but damn, he's special again. I know we knew we knew he had the talent in him. We just didn't know when it was going to surface this year. It's here. That defense, I'm going A-plus, man. I mean, you put K.J. Jefferson on his butt. You held this team to 10 points. First time since 2019, Auburn's held an SEC opponent under, under 15 on the road, by the way. I think it was first time since 2020 Auburn scored this amount of points against SEC opponent, and first time since 2017 they beat a team on the road like this. Yes, it's. I mean, this is just bonkers. These, these numbers are, are ridiculous, and in a great coming at a great time of the year, especially for confidence building. Uh, defense is an A plus, and I know that that should round out to an A, but I'm, I'm going to say an overall performance of A plus, and it's because primarily Dylan, this is what the doctor ordered. Man, you needed that SEC thumping to end the slate before you roll into this. New Mexico State, non-con, before you roll into the Iron Bowl, you had to keep the ball rolling. You had to go out and play four quarters of offense consistently. Play a complete game of football. Folks, this is the most complete game we have seen from the Auburn Tigers in 2023, and damn it, it is coming at the right time. And I'm not, I'm not just sitting here and booging. I'm telling you, this is this truthfully was, regardless of what you want to talk about, Arkansas, what they are or not, this was a damn near perfect game. For uh, I would go further. I think it's the most complete we've seen this Auburn team play since probably Gus Malzahn. Good Lord, 2019. Yes. I, I mean, can't, I'm trying to even think of a game in 2019 we played both sides of the ball. Yeah. Against the Iron Bowl well, well let's not forget the Arkansas game in 2019 as well. That was a pretty complete. Game. I, I probably said the Iron Bowl in 2019. Yeah, right. I'm sure you feel that way. I'm sure you feel that way. But this is, this is just a complete effort, all sides of the ball. I'm giving it an A plus just because of kind of situational and, and actual establishment of identity and development. So many good things came out of this game, guys. And, and those, those things can easily all go away if you get your butts handed to you in two weeks. I, I get that. But there are a lot of good things to build on, a lot of good film, film that coaches can go into the film room and say, hey, look, you're capable of doing this, so no more excuses. And there's some value in that, in my opinion. 
I, I think there's a lot of value in that and saying, hey, we've been working on this all year. We've been watching film all year on things that you can do better here, here, and here. And you did it this game. Now, I don't ever want to have to remind you to do it because you know it's your job. And and and, and I think these guys are answering the call beautifully. So I'm going to round it all out. Uh, a, a on offense, A plus on defense, and A plus overall just because of, of the nature of the emphatic victory. Uh, a lot, lot of good things coming out of, of Auburn, Arkansas. As we wrap that one up, let's talk a little bit, Dylan, about what Hugh Freeze had to say this week uh, in, in his his weekly press conference ahead of New Mexico State. I'm going to go ahead and let you, if you want, if you want to go and open this one first with things that stuck out to you. If not, I can I can go ahead and lead. I'll give you. You can go ahead. I'm looking up some stats for our way too early stuff real quick. Yes. No. Absolutely. I, I I'll go and start with his his comments on the improvement of the offense. Talking about it's really good to see our kids play with confidence. I don't think you can be that uh, be very good at anything unless you have some confidence with what you're doing. They seem to be a confident group right now. That is exciting uh, about another opportunity. Excited about another opportunity. Forgive me. I didn't. I don't mean for this to sound any way, but we could have put up a, a lot of numbers at Arkansas. They were good, but we really started milking the clock about halfway through the third quarter and did not throw it. Uh, and then he mentioned that he wishes he could have gotten Holden Garner in, um, but he, he wanted to handle things the right way and not run up the score any more than you already had. I think that yeah, that, that game was managed pretty perfectly. Of course, it's easy to do that when your guys take care of business and execute. Um, and uh, that's that was kind of my big takeaway. That and his comment about Peyton Thorne. Um, if, you, if you want to talk about that one, Dylan, don't let me yoink that one from you, but I thought that that was a really, really good takeaway uh, and analysis about – Peyton Thorne's mentality. Yeah, I mean, it, it just serves serves uh, just perfect timing for the guy who is the president of the Robbie Asher Fan Club to talk about how great Peyton Thorne has been over the past few weeks. Just been an absolute lights out quarterback, the guy that we've been wanting to see for so long. Uh, Peyton Thorne, yeah, came out and he freaked brought the fact that quarterbacks they better have that. Uh, he does have it, and he's able to handle me. He lets me rant a little bit, and without it destroying him, I have to be careful with that. With him, with some, I have to be careful with that. With some, probably, but he all the good. I, this is not translator. <laughs> he said, but he no, this is not translated. This is exactly transcribed. But he all the good ones that he's had talking about all the quarterbacks that he has had. He's told him this is what's going to happen, and that you know Peyton Thorne's mature enough to handle it and move on. I thought this spoke tremendously about. I mean, Freeze has doubled down and nutted up about this being his guy. I mean, I guess what that's why that upsets me sometimes. But man, he is a no excuse guy, and I'll play the next play guy, and it shows. I mean, I you see that in his play, especially whenever he talks about him going to the sideline after an interception. He's like, coach, I just didn't see him. He's not saying, oh, well, a guy who ran his route wrong. Oh, this guy didn't do this right. It's, no, I, I made a boneheaded mistake, and I threw a ball I shouldn't have thrown because I didn't see the guy. That's what you want to see from your quarterback, and that's why I've been so. I, what's the word I'm looking for? Not surprised. I, I've been so ecstatic to see this level of improvement from Peyton Thorne throughout the... I, I, I don't believe by no means that Peyton Thorne's going to be a starting quarterback going into next season, but I definitely think that he has done enough this year to warrant a potential... You I know, think he can play his way into that role. Yeah, exactly. If he I wins a ball game in two weeks, he will. That's why I think... I mean, looking at it like that, I mean, it could be like a Jackson Dart situation. I mean, you bring in a guy to compete with them, and Peyton Thorne just shows, hey, my team. And Peyton Thorne just outperforms the transfer quarterback and then gives Walker White time to to progress along. And then Peyton Thorne is a back-to-back leader on this team. Uh, you don't know what this opportunity will probably do next year, especially with some of these freshmen coming in. Ooh. Yeah, we'll talk about Auburn's that. Gonna, oh, yeah. Uh, and – 
I mean, I, I I've I know I've been one of the biggest Peyton Thorn haters all season long, but I I think if you if anyone's been watching the show the last few weeks, no one's probably no one has been this proud of Peyton Thorn's success more than I have. Because as much as I love Robbie Ashford, not believe me, I still love him. I love Robbie Ashford. I wish him the best of luck wherever his career takes him next. I don't think him or Holden Gurner remain on the team after this year because I think Peyton Thorne has done that good of a job over these past few weeks. I know Hugh Freeze agrees. And I think he, Peyton Thorne is going to be the perfect quarterback to guide Walker White into being the QB1 in his redshirt freshman year. Now, I will tell you this. I will say this. If Peyton Thorne closes out this year, win or lose in the Iron Bowl, and whatever the bowl game looks like, playing at the level he has played, especially if you play that Iron Bowl close, whichever way it goes. If you blow out the Iron Bowl and, and you win it, then it's probably a completely different story here. But a lot of people, myself included, need to take a take a step back and say, hey, look, Hugh Freeze knew all along. or he, His plan worked. I don't know about no, knew all along, but his plan worked. And his truth and, and faithfulness in one guy paid off. And, you know, at the beginning of the season, all we said was, you know, don't go on the, on the two-quarterback system. And, and Hugh Freeze tried that. That that did happen. And there was some experimental aspects to that. But also, when he went with one guy and, and he bought stock into Peyton Thorne, he saw improvement throughout the year. Uh, and, and this guy, I mean, we were we were concerned about this guy being a 2,000-yard passer at one point. I mean, which, like, let's not get ahead of ourselves. Don't put the car before the horse about his passing accolades <laughs> for this year. But you know, you know what I'm saying. You know what I'm getting at. That we were skeptic and and critical, very critical about the decision to stick with Peyton Thorne. And to this point, coming down the stretch after your absolute gauntlet that you were dealt at the beginning of the SEC schedule, I, I think it's paid off long long run. And there's going to be a guy that you're going to play on Saturday on uh, the other side of the ball, on the other side of the field. Excuse me, that's going to play quarterback that we'll talk about here in a second. That's something to circle as we preview the New Mexico State preview. But before we get into that, Dylan, I want to remind everybody: there's a couple ways you can support the show. First and foremost. Like, subscribe, and ring the bell if you're listening right here on YouTube. Drop your comments. We're ready for your New Mexico State score predictions. Closest to the, it's like a closest to the pin challenge. Closest to the correct score prediction will go up on the live stream on Sunday, Sunday night, right? Uh, it'll go up on the Tuesday show. Tuesday and show. as I'm saying that, I'm going to go find the yes. winner of the. Of the someone, someone, someone like predicts, someone commented after the game the the score. That's awesome. That <laughs> I was you. like, ah, yes, I'm going to pick this guy. Yeah, you should. Because why not? Yeah, absolutely. Uh, I like I, I like that. So as Dylan's searching for that, make sure you guys drop, us, drop a like, a subscribe, ring the bell so you can stay up to date on all the latest content coming out right here on the College Lit Podcast. Got a ton of stuff coming your way. Super, super excited to bring it to you guys. Drop your comments and give your feedback, your questions, your strongly held beliefs, your demands in the comments. If you're not listening on YouTube, just know we love you just as much. We appreciate your listenership. Make sure you give us a thumbs up, five stars, whatever the highest rating you can give us on your streaming platform of choice. Share it with a friend so they can join in the loop. We love new loopers here, and we would love to get to 700 subs on YouTube and beyond. You guys are the reason we're able to do this, and we certainly appreciate you. Dylan, do you have the score? I'm still, if you want to uh, shout out the shirt. That's what uh, I was going to be- roll into if you were not ready, my friend. <laughs> if you guys also want to support the show, there's another way you can do so. That is going and purchasing the Feeling Loopy College Loop War Rapport Pro co-branded, excuse me, I'm throwing it up on the screen for us, Dylan, co-branded t-shirt, the most comfortable shirt you'll ever own. You can go to www.thewarreport.com, pick up your very own for $25, just 25 bucks for the most comfortable shirt, best looking shirt, you're going to look great in it, you will ever own. And if you don't feel like typing that in the search bar, neither do we, we have it in the description to all of our shows. So just go click the link, pick up your very own College Loop War Rapport Pro co-branded Feeling Loopy 
t-shirt. Those are the two ways you guys can support the show. And we certainly appreciate your continued outpouring of support and your kind and encouraging words. Also, just a quick reminder while Dylan's pulling up the score, I'm not rambling too much, but I do want to remind everybody, thank you guys for following along on all of our social medias, but specifically on the Facebook, let's keep our banter about football and not not make personal attacks. I saw some kind of disappointing um, shots people took at each other on a Facebook post we had the other day. And I was kind of disappointed because I know you guys are better than that. And I don't think it was people to listen to the show uh, because that's really not how it seemed. I think it was just people that want to popping up on their algorithm, which is great. We're glad they're there, but let's make sure we're respectful to one another. Um, and if you're disagreeing with somebody about football, just do what Dylan and I do and just say, I respectfully disagree or you know disrespectfully disagree. That's fine. But don't come after anybody uh, personally. We appreciate you guys adhering to those guidelines. We certainly want to uplift positivity here and make sure we love one another. That was really important, Dylan. That one really kind of pissed me off when I saw the other day because the loopers are better than that. Yeah. Uh, after uh, some deep thought, I'm trying because I think this is probably the closest one, but there's also some other ones that kind of get the spread a little right. Uh, so I might actually shout out two. Okay. Uh, just because I think that they're both in the realm of being kind of right. Okay. But also, no one was even remotely close to this one. That would have been a tough one to pick. Well, I, I think everyone kind of heard how we were, how everybody was talking about it, and it was, oh well, this is going to be a close game down to the wire. Uh, and I mean, that's what everyone picked. That's what we picked. I can guarantee you that. Uh, but so the two people I have are Chris Causey, predicting Auburn to win thirty to seventeen, a thirteen point win, one of the few double digit wins that got picked. Shout out Chris Causey. He's usually one of the ones hanging out in the chat. So shout out to him. Oh, Chris. And Steve Kinsall as well, giving us a 28 to 13 prediction for the Auburn Tigers to win. And there was another person who predicted 40, 41 to 18 or 41 to 10, 48 to 10. There we go. Uh, but that was definitely posted after the conclusion of the Auburn Arkansas game. I love that though. I love the energy to be like, you know what? I'm going back and I'm going to go post the right score. And I want you to know I'm genuinely serious when I say I love that because we're all for a good troll here. We're we're all good for, hey, for a good. Maybe maybe that's how we don't pay attention. Maybe that we don't get the impact. yeah. They're just trying to like, dang. Well, catch look, this guy got it right on. Catch us lacking. That's so true. <laughs> Thank you guys for participating. Make sure you drop your scores in the comments and all your football, basketball, baseball, gymnastics, whatever your takes are. As long as they're respectful to one another, please in the comments that would be much appreciated so we can continue to feed off you guys and make this a running conversation all right dylan bringing it back in let's talk a little bit about this new mexico state team and i'll lead here there's one guy that i'm circling i'll be honest with you and i think you're probably gonna be in a similar boat diego pavia is just a straight up good football player yeah no, he, he, he is he's uh, 157 completions on 263 attempts for north of 2200 yards this year 59 percent completion uh, 19 tutties to six interceptions. The guy can get the job done through the air, but he's also the team's leading rusher without a 700 yards. The dude may wind up being a 2,500-yard passer and then 8,000-yard rusher after their bowl game. Like, that is so on the table. And uh, this team has already clinched a spot in the Conference USA Championship, correct? Uh, yes, they have because they play Liberty. Correct. Yes. That'll be a hell of a ball game, by the way. That'll be a, that'll be a fun ball game. Undefeated Liberty? Yeah. Undefeated Liberty. Uh, Liberty. So... I'm interested to get your thoughts. I'm, I'm circling the quarterback play here, Dylan, because this is a guy similar to what we said about KJ Jefferson last week that can get it done through the air and get it done with his legs. It's going to be up to the Auburn front seven to make sure that they can impose their will. Where does Auburn go from there? I mean, if you can, because Hugh Freeze talked about 
Pavia a little bit. Talented quarterback, extremely, extremely tough and mobile. Uh, he's a handful for sure. They're using him in a lot of different ways, a lot of motion shifts, formations. Uh, they have a really good plan. He can make a lot of things happen with his feet. And looking at his stats on the year, Diego Pavia has 2,200 yards passing, 19 touchdowns, six interceptions, 16 sacks, which is a lot uh, for all you people who like to count sacks over there. But he's also leading Mexico State in rushing with 703 yards and five tutties. Definitely a team that Auburn is definitely better than. This team lost to Massachusetts, or UMass for short. Uh, 41 to 30 in week zero. That was also a hell of a ball game, by the way. Uh, yes, it was. And Pavia played lights out for that game as well. Wasn't his fault. No, not at all. If Auburn wants to show out for another game, it starts with getting pressure on Pavia. And it starts with locking locking up his legs. He, he doesn't throw a lot of interceptions, but Auburn secondary has done a very good job this year of forcing turnovers. And if you can get him some happy feet. That's a great way to uh, to get some practice for your upcoming opponent, uh, who also has a very mobile quarterback, who also has a dicey offensive line. If you can practice, use this because I don't want to say use this as a practice game because that's that'd be looking down at an opponent like that, and I do not need Auburn to play down to an opponent in that case. But if you can get pressure on a quarterback for another game in a row, force turnovers from a quarterback who doesn't usually make doesn't usually make the stupid mistakes and keep him contained to the pocket, I think that's the recipe for a success against New Mexico State. Something else that can actually prepare Auburn quite nicely going into the Iron Bowl. Um, Diego Pavia has thrown 19 touchdowns to nine different receivers. A lot of different pass catchers, a lot of different sets. He's got a clear favorite target in Trent Hudson when they get in the red zone. Uh, Hudson only gone for 351 yards on the year comparative to Jonathan Brady, who's got 489, your downfield pass threat. But Hudson's been his red zone guy um, with, with seven tutties. But let's, let's not forget, you've got four receivers over 200 yards, uh, receiving yards on the year, which means that they spread the ball evenly. And then if you look at the run game, you've got two running backs, each over 500 yards apiece, and, and Monte Watkins and Star, Star Thomas. I mean, there are plenty of options for Pavia in this offense to spread the ball around. It will not be the walk in the park that UMass was. I know that they lost to UMass, but they will not be the walk in the park that UMass was. This team is tremendously better than they were at the beginning of the year in New Mexico State, Auburn as well. But plenty of opportunities for this Auburn defense, I'm with you, to put Pavia on his butt, forcing completions. And also this, this DB room is going to get some work in, man. You're, you're going to have to go because, one, we assume, and knock on wood, you can't assume anything without making an ass out of you and me, Dylan, but you assume that Auburn's probably going to get New Mass, excuse me, not, excuse me, not UMass, New Mexico State in a position where they're going to have to throw the ball a lot. And that's kind of their identity in the first place, right? Is you've got to make sure you sling the rock, rock around the yard. And when they're playing from behind, that means the secondary is going to have that much more work to do. You'll get meaningful reps, stay healthy, force, I'd say, two turnovers, whether that be both interceptions, great. Uh, if it's an interception and a fumble, fantastic. Focus on uh, forcing three and outs and, turning them, and forcing them into turnovers. That's how you get prepared and use this game as a way to not get, get hurt, impose your will, keep the momentum, and prepare for Alabama. I think there's a lot of good things that can come out of Saturday, and I don't want people to overlook that because this game is tremendously valuable. It's the difference between going to the Birmingham and like the Music City Bowl should things not work out great in the Iron Bowl, right? <laughs> well, this is, for the offense, it would be a great way to keep your third down efficiency in the right path. You uh, positive Auburn finished positive and third down efficiency for the first time. And I don't know when were you excited. Would, until? Dude, this game, it, you know how hard it was to do a live stream after a win. 
Like I was just like, what do I, what, what am I supposed to gripe on? What am I supposed to hate? What, what do I? After a win that was so convincing. Exactly. Oh, yeah, that's why. Yeah, that's what I was going for. Like Auburn killed them. What am I supposed to say? Auburn had a positive third down efficiency. Auburn hel- had held control the ball for almost forty minutes. Auburn do that. Four, Keep doing that. Auburn played four quarters of offense. Chad, is this real? <laughs> I don't know how to talk to you people after <laughs> Auburn do, does this. I don't know how to do my job if Auburn's winning like this. And you know what? I would love it if they keep doing that. So do it again. And they that, do that. that. Convert on third down. Get control of the ball. Force turnovers. And lock down a dual threat quarterback. And guess what? Next week. I'm gonna it's harder. It's a lot harder. It's, it's going to be a lot harder to do that. But I'm going to say the same exact thing to do <laughs> again. But it, it doesn't hurt to get those kind of reps. I it mean, is not. Actually, I argue our, having Arkansas and KJ Jefferson and then having New Mexico State and Diego Pavia back-to-back weeks leading into the Iron Bowl, that really, as, as much as you can simulate playing a shittier version of Jalen Milrow, you've done it. I mean, I, I don't think – I think that – and this is not me saying that Auburn has an advantage in this game in that game whatsoever. But Auburn is playing a G5 opponent that benefits their practice towards – Alabama Agreed. and Bama has to prepare for Auburn with Chattanooga. Because I, I don't believe Chattanooga plays like Auburn does, but I know daggum well that New Mexico State plays like Alabama does on, on offense. A balanced spread of offense attack. Exactly. That's exactly – so this game actually works out perfectly for Auburn's scheme on how they're going to stop Jalen Monroe in two weeks. Or how they're going to try to at the very bare minimum. Yeah, Let's transition be- over from our preview. We're running, we're already running a little long on football here, Dylan, but that's a lot of football to talk about. I'm going to hand the keys over to you and let's talk recruiting with Tank and, and start with recruiting targets that have committed and other targets you're hearing about, Dylan. And I'm going to give you the keys and I'm going to let you run. Yeah, of course. Uh, if you missed out on this weekend, Auburn picked up two four star commits one for the 2024 class, one for the 2025 class. 2024 edge rusher Jamonto Waller flipped his commitment from the Florida Gators to the Auburn Tigers. Uh, four star edge rusher, six foot two, 225 from some. P word in Mississippi. I don't know how to pronounce it, so I'm not going to try it. Uh, he's a strong, fast uh, defensive defensive end slash edge rusher who I, I need to watch more film on him to kind of tell you if I think he's going to start immediately or get any, like some early playing time because Auburn does have some dudes uh, co- coming up. But he, if if he's not going to, I'm not going to say he's going to be the next Kodrick Fox, but he's he's got the look. He's fast. He's strong. He's got the power uh, that you want from an edge rusher. I am, I am so excited that Auburn flipped this guy from Florida. And in the same class that they have flipped a linebacker from Georgia and a wide receiver from Alabama. And just saying, a certain A&M coach is out of the picture. And a certain A&M commit said his, commitment, his uh, recruitment is still open. So, it's not the corner there. But Auburn also got Florida the commit. State's still in the mix there, by the way. Yeah, they are. Uh, Auburn also got the commitment of a 2025 four-star tight end and Ryan Gee, a, a strong – I mean, this sounds like I'm just Control-C, Control-V-ing here. Strong, fast, tight end. Uh, ben Agamawa has just been absolutely killing it. Auburn now on a streak of just getting these athletic tight ends uh, who can catch the ball very well. Uh, got Martavis Collins coming up next year. Uh, he got Rivaldo Fairweather to transfer in here. And, I mean, you're going to get Ryan Gee in two years, who's going to be a very, very fun target 
uh, and a dual tight end for uh, Walker, Walker White. White. So two great tight ends. And another guy I've been hearing a lot of things about is Daniel Hill. Uh, after the decommitment of uh, – did I even – I don't think it's Florida Springs. There we go. Uh, after the decommitment of Fat Burnett, which sucked, I will say. It sucked. Yep. But we're over it. Because he's gonna he's gonna have a nice career at Missouri, where I believe that he is he has been tweeting a, a lot of Missouri, and I'm not mad about that. I like Missouri. Hot, hot take, but not hot take. I like Missouri. Uh, Daniel Hill has been a guy I've been hearing a lot about. Uh, he's an athlete, plays running back. He's currently crystal ball to Alabama, but I've been hearing a lot of traction between him and Auburn. Uh, 2024 four star running back announced his commitment date. He will be committing on January sixth. Uh, on NBC, and I believe is that the All American poll? Yes, I do believe so. Yeah, okay. I, I remember because last year I was like foaming at the mouth watching the last one. Whenever like Colton Hood, I believe, committed to the to Auburn on that same day. Right. But yeah, a uh, guy who's another, another fast running back. Uh, he's done pump returns at Meridian uh, High School. Uh, I mean, he's an athlete ever since the word number seven athlete in the class. Uh, it'd be awesome if Auburn could pick him up, get another running back to add this class. A guy who isn't as good as Fat Burnett is, but you kind of don't need one if you're not going to play him. And who's to say uh, you can't develop him? Exactly, especially with a guy as fast as Daniel Hill looks. I mean, he's definitely if he doesn't get on the field for like early as a running back, he'll definitely get on early as like a, a return man. Yep. And I mean, Jarquez Hunter, Jarquez Hunter did that. Yep. Amari Olsen did that, and now they're the lead backs of this team, and they're in their what third and give second them the year and let them cook exactly if there's if there's anybody in the country that can develop a, a running back into a star it's kind of like williams that's right that's He's right the guy right here you can't see. and there you go you said there. it's daniel hill correct committing during the all-american bowl yeah january so 6th. good chance that walker white could get in his ear right there before the commitment and just say hey man yes of course and if you want to early look at walker white he will of course be in the all-american bowl as well which is going to be uh it's always it's fun to watch I will say. yeah it is super fun. fun and it it's cool getting to see the kids make their announcements um and their commitments uh on uh, in the middle of that game because you get to see so many proud families proud proud parents and coaches um watching kids commit to live, uh, living out their dreams and getting to play against high level talent and getting to learn from one another and get good coaching i mean it's and, those seeing, are the, and seeing the next stars of college football kind of appear. That's right. Because, I mean, if you watch it, you're just going to be and in a couple of years, whenever, like, one of, if one of them's a bust, you're going to be like, ah, oh, you were so good in the All-American Bowl. Right. And if one of them's, like, amazing, ah, oh, you were so good in the All-American yeah, right. Bowl. <laughs> so it's always, a, it's always a fun uh, a fun game to watch. But, Carr, Auburn, surprisingly, not. Not surprisingly. Auburn is bowl eligible. Auburn is bowl eligible. And, and- – there have been some fun predictions. Vacation plans are attempting to be made because I'm trying to figure out where Auburn's going to go. I've been hearing anywhere from Jacksonville to Tampa to, to Nashville to Charlotte, North Carolina. I've seen Vegas thrown around a couple of times. I've seen the glorious city of Birmingham said a few times. Uh, Which I don't, that's not happening, but. Darn. I, can a can an eight and four Auburn team go to the Birmingham Bowl? Absolutely not. No. But I did the see really, did see a really fun one for me and for my family that that Auburn could potentially wind up if if they were to lose the Iron Bowl, um, if that were to happen, that they would possibly wind up matched up with Georgia Tech in the Tax Slayer Gator Bowl. Uh, which would be super fun. I believe I read Auburn's not been in the, to the Gator Bowl since 1986 or something absurd or 96. Like it's been a long time. 
so that would be an interesting bid, and it sounds like they'll be competing with Tennessee uh, for for whatever bid that they wind up getting. From what I've read, per twenty four seven and per uh, per CBS, um, and even on three for that matter, it sounds like that those two schools will be kind of gunning against one another, depending on really geographic placement and ticket sales. Right? Um, that's really what it boils down to. Bowl games are business at the end of the day, but. That'd be pretty cool. Uh, that's kind of my dream bowl game scenario for you there, Dylan. I wish I could go to the commit to go into the bowl game right now, but I am supposed to be on a cruise over New Year's. Um, so uh, we'll, play, we'll see. Play the bowl game on the cruise ship. Maybe, maybe I'll just get them to put it on the big screen above the above the swimming pool, the Auburn game. On the, no, on just the, uh, on top, on the top, is it a carnival cruise? Uh, I, we're going on one of the Jimmy Buffett cruises. Oh, Margaritaville cruise. Former Auburn alum. Right. Nope, nope. Auburn attendee. Alum. <laughs> Auburn attendee. You didn't hear the air quotes that he were is a Mississippi, Southern Miss, Southern Miss alum, but I would uh, say I think my just just if I can't get Birmingham, I get the next best thing. The Duke's Mayo Bowl would be awesome. That is the grossest <laughs> bowl game to watch ever. No, dude. Because guess what? If Auburn were to win the Duke's Mayo Bowl, you get to drench you freezing mayonnaise, or he gets to eat it. <sighs> a gallon. I like I like mayonnaise on my sandwich, man. But like, there's a line. There's you absolutely tell me, a line. Would you, will you tell me you wouldn't for Auburn to get their ninth one of the season? You wouldn't dump mayo on your body? I would not. For sorry. nine wins? No. Oh wait, I'm sorry. Rephrase that. I'm sorry. If for Auburn to get nine wins, would you dump mayonnaise on your body? Yeah, I would. You're right. There you go. There's the correct right. answer. Turn the ringer off. But I'm, I'm trying. I'm sorry. Abby clearly doesn't know that I'm on a show. <laughs> Don't worry. I have I got a FaceTime over here as well. Uh, but yeah, Duke's Mayable is probably where I went. Also, I've always wanted to go to Charlotte and also would would love to go see the Panther Stadium uh, and watch at least a team that I think can win play in that stadium because uh, I can't get that from the Panthers. I also would love to the Music City Bowl. I've always I've never gone to Nashville, surprisingly so. I've I've seen it from afar. On the interstate, but I've never been to Nashville, so I would not mind going to uh, the Music City. Yeah, that's a that's Tigers. a fun one. We I went when they when Auburn played uh, Purdue, and that was super fun. Uh, and it was a blowout game. Joey Gatewood scored a touchdown that game, by the way. Uh, but that was super we fun. Didn't. No, no, he didn't. No, he didn't. No, he didn't. No, he didn't. He he completed a pass that game. <laughs> he ran the ball up to like the what the five yard line, and Gus was like, "Oh, right, you know what? Take a knee." Because that yeah. was that was crazy, uh, but Tar with that, uh, Keontae Scott, I, I blanked for a second. Keontae Scott won SEC Special Teams Player of the Week. Jalen McLeod won SEC Defensive Player of the Week. But that was not the only SEC award an Auburn athlete won from this past week, and that goes to Mr. Aiden Holloway. Winning his first of potentially 31, 31 SEC Freshman of the Week awards uh, after his outstanding performances versus Baylor and Southeastern Louisiana, who I uh, so lovingly called Southern Louisiana because uh, I forgot that there's a Eastern in there. But no one corrected me, so <laughs> I'm not that upset about it. But, That's right. But yeah, Aiden Holloway winning his first of many. I mean, it's not hard to see why. Uh, I mean, after absolutely balling out against Baylor, he he just all he did was you know turn around and have himself an eleven point appearance with uh, three assists uh, and and shoot three of eight from the perimeter. 
uh, again on, on Friday night uh, on a game where you're rotating people out to try to get more people minutes and keep people healthy when you're uh, when you're taking down a team. I mean, obviously only 86, 71. But let's not forget this is college basketball. You can have off nights and not dominate people all the time. But and you hang 86 on a, on a team that, you know, played toe to toe with you. I, th- there's a reason this kid's special. He's going to be one and done. Enjoy your one year that you get him. Uh, if you're an Auburn fan, because he will not be on the planes for long. And uh, he's going to be a ton of fun to watch in the process. I, I kind of building off of that, Dylan, I kind of want to look holistically at that this game over southeastern Louisiana and and talk a little bit about one, your boy Jay Will went and got nine. You, you feel a little better? Yeah, I, I I liked it was a solid performance. He found a found a stretch, uh, also became the wingest player at Auburn basketball history. Right. Uh, so it was a great moral victory for him, especially that he was able to actually get shots up. Yes. And I will say I was not impressed with Trey Donaldson's performance in this game. I've not really been super impressed by Trey for through the first two, but he's got to get his feet underneath him. I'm not willing to press the panic button yet. I'm super glad that he is where he is in this rotation, and I'm glad Bruce is continuing to give him minutes. Um, it's it's time to build his confidence up. The guy's a hell of a ball player. It's going to come to yeah. him, and I'm not really upset about it or frustrated yet to this point. Um, but Katie Johnson dropped 13. There's your My guy. Boy. Yeah, a lot, a lot of people banging their heads against the wall against last year. I mean, he looks like he's going to be a consistent guy. If Katie Johnson can average average 12 points a game, you ought to be thrilled. That is exactly what you need him to do. Come in and play you know, 12, 13 points, put up 12 to 13, play great defense, hack a couple people, make them remember that you're, you're willing to play physical defense. I don't mind fouls. That really doesn't bother me. Uh, Katie actually only wound up grabbing two, which has got to be like a rare occurrence for Katie Johnson, regardless of his minute. But if, if there are a thousand Katie Johnson fans, I am one of them. If there are a hundred, I am one of them. If there are ten, I am one of I'm them. One of ten. If there is one, it is me. If, if there are none, I am dead. Yeah, that's right. You're in the grave. <laughs> that's right. Katie, Katie Johnson much improved in terms of confidence and consistency to this point this year. And like we said in the last game, I have to see if that'll hold. But if that's the kind of guy you're getting out of Katie, man, that's such an asset. It's an absolute asset to this team. Dylan Cardwell, 16 minutes again, three for three from, from the field, uh, dropping six. I mean, He's, he's doing what is asked of him. Jedi Broom, hey, welcome back. Four fouls still, but you're huge and you play under the rack, so there's not much you can do about that. <laughs> but 18 points, 11 rebounds, and, and a couple of assists, yeah, causing a couple turnovers. I mean, what can you what can you really do? Yeah, and, and a pair of blocks. Uh, he's back. He's back to doing what he, what he can do. And, and, you know, I think another one of those moments, Jedi just kind of needs to get his feet under him. Let's not forget, Auburn got punched in the mouth against Baylor against a very, very good basketball team game one. These guys needed one of those get right. Let's play a lot of guys, a lot of minutes, uh, spread the minutes around uh, kind of game against Southeastern Louisiana. And overall, in my opinion, a tremendous success. So looking forward uh, to them taking on Notre Dame. Back-to-back 80-point games, by the way, by the Tigers. Back-to-back 80-point games. Taking on a really, really bad Notre Dame team on Thursday. (laughs) Yeah, they're bad. I I just don't know any other way to put it. I, I mean, Marcus Burton and Kerry Booth are, are kind of carrying the team. Uh, you've got uh, Mark Burton averaging 23 a game, Booth averaging 15. Um, and after that, it's a staunch drop-off. Julian Roper's got 10 and a half. And after that, the next highest average is five a game. This group is just not that deep. They're one and one with an embarrassing loss um, on, on, under their belt already to Western Carolina, 71-61. They lost that game by double digits. Their only victory coming over Niagara, 70 to 63. And they're going to play on ESPN2 at 9 p.m. At the, at the Barclays Center in the Roman Legends Classic. 8 Central. 
Sorry, eight central. I, I, I you know, I'm in Eastern time here on, on my recording. My <laughs> I just gotta let everybody know who who lives in the who lives in the correct time zone that I said it eight. I, I would agree. I think Central Time is infinitely better than Eastern Time. I'm not going to argue that with you. But this is a game uh, or a, a tournament that, that Auburn's slated to play in the, the Roman Legends Classic. Well, for those of you guys who know what Roman is, I, I won't elaborate, but it would only make sense if the former sex champions won the Roman Legends Classic. Again, a tournament Auburn's undefeated in, for those of you keeping score at home, about male enhancement tournaments. Um, Auburn's undefeated in those, so that's super, super cool. Also... I'm not joking, Dylan, when I tell you that this Notre Dame team is not good on either end of the floor. Uh, and I am I just wish I could gas them up. It's going to look good as like a Q2 win um, if you can pull this one off. I think it's Tigers by a lot. Now, Auburn could go out and lay an egg and win this game by like six points. Oh, but, yeah. And, and that would feel super on brand. And we'll, we'll, we'll do a little bit of a preview about that later later in the week on the, on the Thursday show since the game is on Thursday. But – that team stinks, and I think Auburn's a hell of a lot better than them, so there should be a positive outlook this week. X-Factor, Aiden Holloway. If your no. team don't have him, sorry. Yeah, yeah, it's just <laughs> there's just not much you can you can really do about it. it he's just going to do what he does. and just You know cra- how you know, crazy it is that next year we're going to be saying the same exact thing, but with Todd, Todd Pettiford? Oh, I know, man. This, oh, man, this team, Auburn, Auburn basketball is so back, folks. So is Auburn women's basketball, by the way. We're talking Auburn women's basketball right here on the College Loop. Dylan, what if I told you that Auburn women's hoops went on the road to Piscataway, New Jersey, home state of one honesty, Scott Grayson, by the way, and absolutely beat the hell out of Rutgers at home? What would you say? I would say, how does Savannah Scott play? And I would let you go ahead and brag about how right you are about Savannah Scott. <laughs> Uh, Savannah Scott got a 21 and 11 double double. I mean, Auburn won by 20. She got 20, <clears throat> 21, actually. So if she didn't score a single point, Auburn would have lost by one. That's how good Savannah Scott is. And it's so, it's just a breath of fresh air that Coach Jay has brought an actual rebounder to this team to play the five. Thank you, Savannah Scott. Thank you so much for bringing your way to Auburn, Alabama. Holy cow. It's so nice to see. And on Scott Grayson. I'll let you talk about her. I, we all love on Scott Grayson, but I'll let you talk about her because I got to get my Savannah Scott like, rightness out of the way. Good good night to have a last name with Scott in. Very good night to have a last name with Scott in. Honestly, Scott Grayson dropped 18 again. And, and you know, we talk all about these newcomers. And, and But this has been interesting to me to this point, Dylan. Newcomers have been a tremendous X factor. I mean, I'm not taking anything away from Savannah Scott. Like you said, it's so nice to have a true five, a true big that can box out. I mean, hell, she grabbed 11 boards on 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 Sunday night or Sunday afternoon, rather. But honestly, Scott Grayson continues to be the floor general on this on on this team. And addition assists, she's dropped four on on Sunday. Eight, like I said, 18 points, three rebounds. She's a hustler. She played 35 minutes of basketball. She doesn't get tired. Well, I'm sure she does, but like she doesn't show it that she gets tired. And her ability to facilitate and create shots for her teammates, I'm so glad she came back for another year because one, she's doing stuff like this. And two, you're starting to see her mentorship, in my opinion. Now, this is an outside looking in her mentorship run up, rub off on Sydney Shaw. I mean, let's look. Shaw put up had 28 minutes and then and dropped 10 points. All right. And 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 didn't dish an assist, but also. Still managed to grab three boards. She's learning the way of honestly, Scott Grayson. I think their games are so similar. I say this all the time. This group is already 
so much has so much more chemistry than we expected them to have at this point in the season. And they're three and zero. I know a lot of people are going to look and be like, "Oh, the Louisiana game." Yeah, you're going to play down to your opponents sometimes. It's basketball. It's basketball. But this is what this team can do. And I'll be I'll be frank with you, Dylan. We said this about Auburn men's basketball after the loss to Baylor. I'm going to say this about Auburn women's basketball now. This team is not as good as we thought they were. I think they are a hell of a lot better. I I, I really do. This is so much deeper, and this year is so exciting. After just three games, I there is such tangible improvement year to year. And if you ever doubted Coach Jay was the answer, I don't know where you've been. And, of course, Auburn will be back in action on a Friday to get revenge on Cal for what they oh, did yeah. to Auburn football. <laughs> they didn't lose. Oh. They didn't lose, but it looks ugly. Uh, Cal is also 3-0 and uh, with wins over Bakersfield, Santa Clara, and Cal Poly. Yeah. It, it, we'll, we'll, be, we'll see how that one shakes out. But I, I mean, so, dude, right now. Pack the house. I'm taking Auburn over anybody right now. I'm, pack, I'm, I'm going with you. Pack the Ville. Out of anybody pack. in the non-con slate, I lied. I would not take them over South Carolina or LSU right now. But Pack the Ville. That's right. Pack the Ville. Pivoting over to one more uh, women's women's sport here at Auburn. Uh, Auburn volleyball did travel to Como uh, and and lose three sets to one in volleyball on Sunday in an uncharacteristic skid. Uh, back-to-back drops, and they're out of the race for the SEC regular season title. Uh, and we'll see. I'm sure they'll wind up with a bid. And they've got to win tomorrow night as the show's coming out, Wednesday night when they head to Starkville, Mississippi. you got to fight and keep yourself back in that top 25 just because you've done it for so much of the year and you owe yourself that. But no doubt in my mind that Brent Crouch and company will be just fine. They were 100% receiving a bid to the NCAA tournament, and this team's poison makes some noise. So if you're in this, if you're slumping right here, right before you get to your last four games, I'm okay. Your four four matches, come up with a win against uh, whether whether that be Arkansas or Alabama or both, and you're in good shape. Take down Mississippi State, handle LSU, and you're you're right there. You can go three and one, two and two in this last four, and I think you're in great shape. Yeah, you could head up to Auburn. Uh, on Wednesday, and of course on Thursday or yeah Thursday. Oh, actually Friday, Friday. Yeah. How you doing? You okay? <laughs> so go up to Auburn on Wednesday for Auburn volleyball. Then head up to New York for Auburn men's basketball. Come back down to Auburn for women's basketball, and then stay in Auburn for football. For, for football. And That's of right. course, I believe equestrian is going on as well. I don't That's know right. where exactly because it's blanking on my brain. Right we'll give now. you guys that update on the Friday show as we always do. Yes, we will. That's right. All right, Dylan, that wraps up our slate for today on the College Loop Podcast, episode 130. Once again, thank you to Daniel Locke for all of his hard work. We're, we appreciate you. We're going to miss you. Wishing you the absolute best going forward. Thank you to the, all of the loopers out there in the world that have liked, subscribed, and ring the bell. If you haven't already, I'm waiting for you. I'm going to give you a chance. All right, ready? Three, two, one, like. Never sub, do this again. Ring the bell. All right, great. Never do this again. I'll never do this again. Never do this again. Dylan hates this, so I'm doing every single show. It's going to be a slay. Anyway. Like, subscribe, and ring the bell. Leave, a, leave your comments and your score predictions on the new, for the New Mexico State game and beyond and Auburn basketball against New Notre Dame if you feel so included. Excuse me. So inclined. Auburn women's basketball against Cal if you want to do that as well. Love to see those score predictions. And give us all your other thoughts. Other than that, if you guys want to purchase and help out on the, the show, you can go purchase your very own College Loop War Report co-branded Feeling Loopy t-shirt as Dylan's cringing super, super hard. They're $25. You can purchase them on thewarreport.com. Grab that out of the link of our bio. Uh, for all of our shows. And once you purchase the shirt, go on Twitter, Facebook, whatever social media makes you happy, or email a selfie to the college loop one at gmail.com and use hashtag feeling loopy. We'll make sure to feature it on the next show. Other than that, I'm Harrison Tar, add by Harrison Tar on the Bird app. Thank you guys so much. 
Take care of yourselves. Take care of each other. Love every single one of you guys. Thank you for your continued support. Yeah. Uh, yeah. The tar did that thing. Uh, I'm Dylan Lark. I will tank on Twitter slash X, wherever you want to type, and it'll redirect you. And of course, you have my Instagram as well at Dylan Lark at D Y L A N L A R C K. And of course, you have us right here on the college loop where you should like, comment, subscribe, leave your predictions for every single Auburn game of the week. Uh, if, you want, if you want, if you want to predict a question, go for it. If you want to predict volleyball, go for it. Predict anything you possibly can think of to predict. Where do you want Auburn to play their bowl game at, and That's why? And why is it Birmingham? <laughs> why is it Birmingham? Because why not? Auburn home game in the postseason. <laughs> Why not bring it on? And of course, if you're tired of seeing our faces, I completely get it. Uh, there's the audio version of the show as well. Cause I, if looking at tar, tar makes me sick to my stomach right now, just because of the things he said throughout the last two minutes of the show. Uh, so yeah, the audio version is also available on Spotify, Apple podcast, Google podcast, Amazon music. And of course you also have us on Facebook, TikTok, YouTube, Instagram, and Facebook. Towards that text as well. All at the College Loop. And of course, all that being said, this has been the 130th episode of the College Loop Podcast. Love you guys.